0: Now for a show by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but who both found a calling running solo businesses. This is the Unfederated podcast. Hey, Sarah.
1: Hey, brother. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, how's it going with you?
0: Man, I'm exhausted.
1: Really? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I had, a, I had a long weekend, did some traveling. It, was, it would be a, a mediocre weekend by your standards, but by my standards, <laughs> I'm very tired.
1: There is this like, I don't know why traveling makes you tired, especially right now for me. I'm just like, I didn't do anything. I just went and relaxed and then just spent like eight hours traveling back and forth. <laughs> why yeah. am I tired? But the disruption in the routine is kind of exhausting in its own, I guess. It is. Did, yeah. did you do something fun?
0: Uh, yes, uh, my um, college roommates and I reconvened our uh, our lives for a weekend oh to go play golf, that's,
1: and uh, that's a lot of off ice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> black and mild. Um Yeah, no, we had a good time. We uh, we met at a at kind of a neutral place and uh, spent the weekend playing golf and. Uh, so it was out in the sun a lot, and then uh, for for reasons that are all too, all too familiar, uh, didn't didn't get a lot of sleep while I was there. But um, we had a good time.
1: That's awesome. I'm really glad you had a good time. Who who won the golf? Uh,
0: one of us is, and it's not me. Is uh, far better than the rest <laughs> okay so uh, uh this particular uh, uh friend of mine plays a whole lot of golf and um he and I were on the golf team together and um middle school and high school and uh where where I quit for about a decade in between he just powered on through so he uh he played really well wow that's awesome yeah um good for yep. him <laughs> yep. How how about me still hanging out with people I went to middle school and high school with too? Yeah,
1: check you out. Not burning bridges—that must mean you're not a sociopath. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I always get a feeling it's a weird thing to hang out with people that you've known that long, isn't it? Like it's a different type of. You're like, we wouldn't necessarily still be friends, but there's just too much, too much that's happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have another. there's a guy in town, works for an agency, owns an agency here in town. And, and we crossed prope- uh, professional paths quite a bit. And we had lunch last week and we ran into some other people we knew. We we each knew the other person, but for different reasons. And like none of us knew that we <laughs> each knew each I other. Love that. You know? yeah. And and so he was asking us, we're like, how do you guys know each other? And we're like, oh, we went to high school and I guess middle school together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Two for two on that front. Mm-hmm. That is really crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a weird yep. day in that way in that I um, I texted an ex-boyfriend of mine, <laughs> Sean O'Connor, <laughs> my little fourth grade boyfriend. <laughs> um, sorry, I said his full name, but <laughs> there's a lot of those in the world, actually. Most of them in Ireland and Scotland, I think. But, um, yeah, because I... Um, I found, like, a, a letter that he had sent me in fourth grade, and I was like, this is adorable. I need to find this guy wherever he is as an adult and, like, give this to him. <laughs> so, it was a fla- uh, flashback uh, blast from the past um, for me, too. He was like, how about that? We had a heck of an elementary school romance, so...
0: That's big time.
1: Yeah. The weird part is in the letter, he's like, yeah, you know, when I grow up, you know, it's nine or 10. Like when I grow up, I want to be a doctor and I want to live in Colorado in a two-story house <laughs> and I am married to a doctor <laughs> in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like weirdly, uh, I wound up in a similar place to maybe what I would have <laughs> if I had just,
0: just, just one degree off yeah. of, of Porsche Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was weirdly similar. He 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 has a he is a doctor, um, but he is not living in Colorado. So I don't uh, want to say he, that I really, lived his dream better than him, but
0: you <laughs> really, <failed>. yeah.
1: <laughs> it is weird. Blasting past from people you've known for like twenty five plus years now. That's a pretty cool experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely crazy makes you feel old um so today is more or less a speaking um,
1: of feeling old
0: a a holiday (laughs) yeah you haven't done anything um no it's uh what's it's it's the day of a big apple event that nerdy people Ah, like me get really excited um, about so i i put it on my calendar and like schedule my life around it so that i can watch um this event live streamed uh and it always like it's, it marks an important milestone in my, you know, annual calendar because it is when I know I'm going to download some software that's not yet ready for public consumption and wreck all my workflows. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched this two hour long thing about how great it is. And of course I'm going to download it. And then that creates like a. Firestorm of other IT-related challenges that I'm just uh, begging for, and uh, uh, always end up regretting, um, but do it over and over anyways. So, how often uh, are these events? Uh, they're annual. Um, it's a developer conference that Google or that uh, Apple does for folks that build apps and Mac software, and it's where they announce all the software that will hit your phones in the fall. So it's like giving all the developers like a heads up and it's a week long conference out in California. And then they, you know, if you're a developer, which I'm not, I'm just a dork. Um, you learn all about the way things have changed and you would start preparing your, your app or whatever to take, uh, to make use of the new changes or to comply with them, you know, depending on what they are. And uh, so it, it always includes a lot of new features and a lot of stuff. It's kind of like the first glimpse of what's to come in the fall when the new phones come out. Because, you know, when the new phones come out, they always come with the new software on them, you know. And um, so anyways, that's uh, that was what I did for this afternoon.
1: <laughs> okay. So help me uh, with the visual because when I picture it, you said you live stream it. And I'm picturing just a video if you watching like a guy work on the computer silently in a fluorescent lit room, is that <laughs> similar <laughs> to what really happened?
0: Uh, in, in conceptually yes, mm. um, no, but it's 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 actually a pretty significant event. So like the uh, all of the Apple bigwigs kind of take turns um, presenting different pieces of of the presentation that's two and a half hours long, and there's a room of I don't know. I want to guess maybe like 3,000 developers um, that are in attendance. And then, um, so it's like so a TED big...
1: Talk type of like the guy yeah. up there, and then there's other guys in the audience.
0: <laughs> but... Yeah. I mean, it. it's what it's pr- the stage is probably like the width of a football field. It's enormous, and it has this big, huge screen that runs like across the whole back of it. Um, so it's, it's fairly impressive. Um, I mean, it's certainly kind of a gold standard for these types of, um, presentations, you know, like all the other tech companies have have kind of followed suit and mimic this in some capacity, but, um, Apple was kind of the first one to kind of, uh, put it on the, on the map. So they live stream it, which is cool and you get to watch it. And, um, actually, uh, my daughter came in and was, she was stalling on her on on her nanny, trying to avoid having to take a nap. So she came and wanted to sit in my lap, which I thought was sweet at first, but then I realized she was just trying to get out of taking her nap. And uh, sh- she was like, "What are you watching?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm watching this thing." And she was like, "Do you, will you take me to that someday?" Oh. I was like, "I've never been more proud." <laughs> and I and I know you won't remember this, and I know you don't know what you're asking for, but yes, I would I would absolutely. Love that. Oh, um, that's so sweet so anyways yeah, yeah that, was, that was the highlight of of my parental day do today, you,
1: like so. do kids now learn to code at like four or five
0: yeah so uh apple has actually within the last couple of years released a program that's like part game part like a learning to code kind of thing mm-hmm. um for uh uh software or not a software, uh, a programming language that they've created called Swift. It's called Swift playgrounds. And, um, and so it's like great. And like soon as Sutton cares about that sort of thing, I mean, you, ha- you have to build a like, you know, build a, a, read like type, you know? Um, but like soon as she's into that sort of thing, if at all, um, it'd be a great resource. Cause it just kind of does the fundamentals and you're, you've got this character, you're guiding through these scenarios and stuff. It's, uh, a clever way. Uh, I think there's a handful of different like uh, providers that do similar kind of education, you know, uh, entertainment education kind of kind of apps. But um, it's cool.
1: Yeah, I'm into that. I think she'd be really good at it, and I yeah. want that to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm very much biased towards like the steam kind of topics. So uh, and if I can encourage or steer her in that direction, I will. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a a cool thing um i don't know i th- i think about like uh our parents and the hobbies they had when we were kids And, and like, uh, I have a terrible memory, as you know. Um, so maybe I'm forgetting some, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Were there any? I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, You're making me feel better. Um, yeah, I mean, handy repair stuff was something that I picked up on, but I remember I have a lot of nerdy friends now who's, who's like, they got a computer at a real young age and they're, they're. You know, their dad in particular, just for uh, stereotypes, was like really into technology, and so you know they became into that. And uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little envious. You know that that those experiences weren't there. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It makes me think of uh, Sutton sitting here watching the live stream with
1: Yeah, you. like yeah, that'll be a good. That's a better hobby situation. I mean, it's not dissimilar to me you know, baking in the kitchen with mom and you uh fixing the car with dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, holding the flashlight. Holding the flashlight for hours and hours uh-huh. and hours. Um but I often am like, man, now that I own this two story home, I'm like <laughs> going, Man, it'd be cool if I'd paid a little more attention when my brother and father were doing things because I could really uh stand to Have known how to do that. It would save my YouTube time, um, quite a bit.
0: Well, because of the nerdiness of my afternoon, I thought we could talk about um doing being your own IT department.
1: Oh yeah. That's su- such a inhibiting factor for so many um solos that I know. Especially lawyers. I get people talking about it all the time, like what do you do? And people doing these insane things to compensate for it, like hiring one person and that person's in IT. You're like full time. What? <laughs> there's so much fear, um, for folks who are in professions that don't understand technology. Um, I'm including myself. There's just so much fear that they'll pay anything to get somebody else to say they're taking care of it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's pieces of it. There's the technical hurdles. There's also the time commitment hurdles, which are significant. Um, if you're spending, especially if you're spending time doing something you don't uh, a enjoy or b know how to do, right? Um, so I can definitely see where that would be um challenging. I I struggle, or I got a glimpse of that a little bit when I was uh, working for the accounting firm because all of a sudden we were uh, we needed to use all of this really antiquated, terrible. Uh, I'll use air air quotes uh, enterprise software that was just for accountants and my world was you know, previous to that from a marketing standpoint, I'm getting to use like, you know, new tools that get spun up overnight and I get to jump into them and use them for a couple months. And then the next, you know, new hotness comes along and I can just kind of bounce my way through that. And, um, in that situation, you know, we were making like this legacy decision that was kind of like be with the company for for years to come. <laughs> And uh, and a lot more was writing on it.
1: I reflected back the other day, because I had coffee with somebody I worked at at my first job. And I reflected back on the fact that we used WordPerfect exclusively. Like, I was 23 and hired for a law firm where they were like, just use WordPerfect, which is like a thing that predated me. So I'd never even seen it before. And the save icon was like cassette tape. Like it, 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 it was, it was just, a, it looked like a little, it was so weird, a little cassette tape. And it basically like, it, it was as though you were coding your Word document. It was, it's really complex. I don't know. You've probably never used it. I don't know why you would have, but there's two panels. There's like a Microsoft Word where you're like doing your typing and everything. And there's a panel below where you're using like, shorthand to indicate the spacing and section and paragraphs that you want to show, like is really, 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 really stripped down and hard. But the people who used it knew how to use that and only that, and they wouldn't learn it or anything else. Um, and so it was just like only that and um, a dictaphone, an actual, honest to goodness, dictaphone I was given. And I was like, con- I mean, I was convinced because it was my first job. They're like, here's your cord phone. Here's your computer with WordPerfect. Um, here's a whole bunch of books. And here's a dictaphone. And I was like, I guess I need to learn how to use a dictaphone. Like, <laughs> like I really did think that that was like in my future as a lawyer was me just talking into that little recorder and then having my secretary type it up which did not turn out to be the case.
0: <laughs> I, I'm over here having gone down a really deep rabbit trail of word perfect screenshots. <laughs> I feel like I've
1: described it well based on my, like eight year memory.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. It's funny. Cause I use, um, text editors when I do, when I write, um, I use text editors that work in Markdown, which is this, um, I don't know, shorthand syntax kind of thing for, for styling text. Um, and so like what you're describing, like kind of sounded like Markdown (laughs) and I was like, Oh, you know, is that where Markdown came from? But, um, But it it, it, this looks much (laughs) worse. Yeah,
1: there's no way that you would be using anything like this. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty brutal. And then so we had all of those, right? Like you had your dictaphone, you had a full staff of people who could type up whatever it was you were speaking into that. And you had um, the full IT department with this fella who um, wore a fedora every single day. And um, we're still... Follow each other on social media, and he still wears fedoras. But I, I don't get the impression knowing now what I, I know that he's actually very technologically minded. But he manned this whole IT department, um, which I guess is the only person you could get to use when you're dealing with like, you know, basically 1994 technology. If somebody actually liked technology, they wouldn't work there. Um, So he did not know what he was doing either. And it was just a mess. It was a complete mess, but it was still somebody else's mess. You know what I mean? So, and there was something really, really, um, reassuring about having a whole department with a nameplate on a door that you could just walk your, <laughs> your laptop. If you were one of the lucky people who had a laptop, you can walk it in and be like, Hey, person, will you please help me? Um, and then leave and go have lunch and then come back and it's fixed. And that's what all lawyers I think are looking for. And a lot of probably other people.
0: I think what that story is interesting because I think you are pointing to something that like, is this conflict in priorities? If you're the it staff of like a law firm or an accounting firm or wherever, like you have certain objectives, um, be it like proper objectives or or maybe not. Um, but like, as a solo, your objectives tend to look much different. I mean, your outcome you want to be the same, but like like, for example, like IT departments are notorious about uh, like protectionism, you know, like uh you're always trying to make sure you keep yourself in a job. you know you you don't want things to work too well because then why are we paying the IT staff? you know and and so there's this like uh, this, there's this healthy tension that always seems to exist around the IT department because of reasons, you know? Um, And, and, but like as a, as a, well also as, as a staff, like, you know, you also want to, um, you've got this whole audience of people looking to you. So you're, you're wanting to try to keep things, as defensible as possible you know if if things go wrong like you're to blame and so like although you want to be needed you you don't want the catastrophic thing to happen and so you your safeguards are are kind of like twofold on both sides of the spectrum but like as an independent like at some point you have to start asking this the question of like what what is a catastrophic event worth (laughs) You know, like how much time do I put into protecting against something that I may or may not adequately protect against anyways? Um, But like, you know, what happens if this actually happened? Would this be the end of the world? You know, like, um, or is it worth putting all the time and energy and money into defending against those things as uh, as it might require?
1: That is, yeah. uh, I mean, every lawyer's worst fear, every law firm's worst fear is that like... Um, wiping their servers and then um, doing that thing where you uh, um, blackmail the person, you know, like to get it back, which I, I'm sure has happened because we all know about it. But um, yeah, that's like the thing that uh, law firms will pay a full ten person staff to just know that if it happens, it's not on them. <laughs> so, yeah, that they, they've yeah. done
0: their, you know, the best. But thing they but they won't
1: use more than one password for every single login <laughs> like, like, that's where they draw the line it's gonna be their pet's name and their birth year for their entire life
0: <laughs> I've been getting emails from this individual that um, allegedly has some illicit photos of me <laughs>
1: uh, and, and that's hilarious because uh, I'm the only person who has any of those in their <laughs> baby pictures.
0: <laughs> yes. It's um, me. I've been emailing you. <laughs> try, trying to get all of my Bitcoin. This is
1: when he had chicken pox. <laughs> I need all your Bitcoin.
0: It's funny because they're all written to the uh, an email address that I have that isn't my name. Like, like if they're written to like a person's name, but like, it's clearly an automated system. So there's like, you know, there's no chance this is even remotely real, but it's funny. Cause like, I'm, I'm reading these knowing they're not real and understanding how the system works. Um, and I'm just like, man, like if this, like I could see how this works, you know, like I can read this email and I can be like, I can understand why people will just like fork over some money to these folks. Cause like. Uh, you know, if some percentage of people that, uh, that even would be remotely guilty of whatever is going on in these, uh, in these emails, you know, it's just like, ho- holy mess, you know. Um, which is funny because then you hear situations like you just alluded to where it's just like, okay, someone's taking everything hostage, like give them all the Bitcoin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which like, um, there's no circumstance under which your, your whole operation should be vulnerable to that. You know, like you should have backups in third party places. <laughs> um, but.
0: So. So let's get down to brass tacks. What um what kind of things do you do to to be your IT department? And I should we should probably mention, you and I have both uh dutifully served as um. Uh Members of the IT staff of our respective <laughs> higher education institution. We both worked in the computer lab. Yeah, or, or we college. did. So so we have a very elite training for this. Have you thing. tried to
1: turn it on and back off again, or back off and back on again? Yeah. Um Yeah. You being my older brother worked in the computer lab and then I Likewise, got a job in the computer lab, and then due to what can only be described as promising levels of incompetence, got promoted like, uh, like three times so that I was like very, very soon in charge of all of the technicians, arguably because I was the only one who couldn't fix anything and the only person who could talk to people, so... Yeah, it worked real well. And you know what's funny? They used to, all my technicians used to spend all their time, this is before smartphones, and they used to all do this thing. Um, it was like the biggest hassle to productivity, where there was some number that you could text any question to, and they would crowdsource like answers. And if you were sitting on your computer, you could answer, and for every answer, you got like three cents. And so, since they were sitting in front of a computer all day, they'd just, like, look it up and then text the person back and get, like, three cents and be like, yeah, it's really great. You know, I made, like, ten extra dollars today. <laughs> um, so, that's a thing that won't ever exist again.
0: <laughs> so, it's, like, the most poor acting yeah. Google you've ever seen.
1: It was, like, they'd go to, like, www.askjeeves.com, type in the person's text message, and then text it back from their cell phone to the number, and whoever got it first got that, like, three pennies. Um, but that, that's some dated stuff. So, so to, to use that anecdote as a place marker in time, that's where my technology <laughs> education stalled out. so, um, yeah, we, we both, you being much better suited for it than, than I, um, worked in as, um, help desk folks.
0: Those were the days.
1: Those are such a good days. I miss the lanyards. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And the printer paper. I'm just carrying around USB all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> so what do you do now with all of this experience uh, to help your business?
1: <laughs> you know, honestly, it, that was still very helpful to me when I got hired at a law firm because that was still the same technology, even though five years had passed or whatever, it was the same technology I'd been using. So I was like, I got this. Um, except I don't know anything about this word perfect or this dictaphone. I guess I'll have to learn that in the fax machine later, <laughs> which like gun to head, there's no chance I could successfully send a fax right now. <laughs> like with a fax machine. Like, I don't think I've ever Long done distance. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that once in my life. Um so and I've been practicing law for like 8 years. It's not even that I'm that young. Um so yeah, I mean using using the ability to google your, your technology questions was the biggest thing that I still do and that is helpful is to be like, well, other people have to have had this happen. Let me Google it and look at the message boards, which I find in my world is a thing that most people don't even consider doing. How about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, this role for a lot of um, friends and family. Me. Right? And,
1: You're, so, yeah, also me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But amazing how much, I mean, you know, I get uh, text questions that are, I, I just, you know, highlight them, <laughs> copy and paste them into Google, copy and paste the response and back. Um, and more times than not, that's that's the um the thing that like kind of breaks the damn loose, you yeah, know?
1: I mean you have to I guess you know like anything, you have to know el- enough to belt to search the right thing, <laughs> which I find myself on the bad end of on a number of occasions where i 'm just like stringing together words and not really understanding enough to know what I need to be looking for, which is why it's been great to have you as a brother, but also why I enrolled in that um third party service I found nearby that is like a woman owned Mac store and um she's kind of she has office hours on Fridays and she has hourly rates. So if the worst thing happened, say those photos of me got, got loose and somebody was trying to get on my Bitcoin then I would just walk, I mean I've literally walked my computer over while it's open from my office. It's also like a half block from my office which is nice. I've been like, please help me. Uh, so that is useful and was worth it to me for the price of like $100 a month which I don't think I would pay more than that for.
0: Yeah. Do you get like discounted hourly rate because you're a member or do you have to be a member to even take advantage of?
1: No, I negotiated it a little bit, um, which is kind of like I hate myself for doing because I'm also a woman who's a business owner. But um, at the same time. Yeah, you could you could just pair hourly and that's what I did first because I had some crisis situation. I was like, I yeah, whatever you charge, just help me. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to need you to just stay available to me and she told me about the membership option. So, there's not been any reason so far that I've had to go at any time other than um on Friday during her little office hours. And on those occasions I've gone and been like, "Did I set this up right?" And she's like, "Yeah, So it's really helpful to have somebody who can do that.
0: Yeah, that's super helpful. Um, I think a big and I'm guessing someone like that has some limitations as to what kind of software they support. I mean, your legal stuff might be a little outside of her. Yeah. Or is it?
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's not the stuff that causes any problems, Uh, you know, the. The only thing that legal folks might use that's unique is like Microsoft Word and that stuff other people have worked with as well. Um, otherwise you or office, I guess non-lawyers don't really care for Microsoft office for their email, <laughs> but, um, but everything else. And, and she services the exact suite of stuff that you use and therefore I use as far as having a Mac, using, um, backblaze to back things up using, um, she hadn't had any experience with text expander, um, cause I was having issues with it blocking, um, things that sometimes happens and that was new to her. Um, but backblaze is the backup system that you and I use. And then obviously she knows how to like, how Dropbox works and stuff.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm um, thinking about just kind of the tools I use as someone who, who enjoys this. I mean, largely, um, backblaze is a huge one for anyone that's out there working on a Mac. I'm trying to remember if they, I think they're just Mac still. Um, cause it's a bunch of no Mac or PC. Um, it's a bunch of ex Apple engineers that created this company, but it, they exist just to back up your Mac. It's like, uh, $6 a month for unlimited storage. Um, so it just kind of runs in your menu bar up the top right of your Mac and uh, just keeps everything backed up. And like, it sounds really simple and it is really simple. Uh, you install it and the first time it has to upload everything to the cloud, like it takes a couple of days, you know, um, but you get like a two week um, kind of trial period. So you kind of get an opportunity to do all that with, you know, not having to pay for it. And then, um, and then after that, it just kind of just works in the background and you just don't have to worry about it until you have to worry about it. You know, um, in the event that all of a sudden something's missing or your hard drive fails, like, you know, then you, you're supplied, you know what I mean? Like then all of a sudden, uh, it's invaluable to you. And the rest of the time you just don't have to think about it. Or much. if
1: somebody's uh, trying to take all your Bitcoin and being like, I have all your files. You can be like, cool, keep them. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Backblaze hit me up.
0: Yeah. And it's awesome. Like they've got a, a phone app. They've got, you know, um, of course, uh, you can log on, uh, to their website and you can download like individual files. Like you can say, Oh, like, you know, I, I deleted this folder, you know, I need to get it back. And that's cool. Like you can certainly do kind of approach it from that uh, standpoint, or if you've had like a total hard drive failure, um, they will actually overnight you a, a hard drive, like a, a external hard drive with all of your data on it. And then you can use that to, to get yourself back up and running. And then when you're done with it, send it back to them. Um, like, and, that's yeah, so amazing
1: that, to have. I mean, for anybody who's not technologically oriented, that is better than having an IT department. <laughs> like, your IT department would not have that ability or turnaround time.
0: Well, I even, I even, when I was at the accounting firm, got them all set up at Place. You know, like, I, I'm... I think the, the historical, the traditional way of approaching that is having some sort of internal server that everything's being backed up to and you're responsible for that. But like, these are, these guys are like the best of the best doing this, like as their sole focus. And, uh, it's out of the building. So if the building burned down, you know, if my house burned down fine, like I'm protected. And, uh, and then they have all the data redundancy kind of stuff that you'd want to consider, um, and they just took care of that for you for $6 a month, which is just bonkers. And you don't run into the situation, which I've always seen in corporate environments where there's all the stuff you're supposed to put on the server, but you don't, you know, and then, then your computer still di- dies and you're still, there's these holes, uh, where you're left without coverage. And so, um, yeah, hard to beat that.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Backblaze has been nice. And of course I didn't use it until I kn- wish I already had so <laughs> um, I'm sure next time I'll really appreciate it <laughs> um, and then I mean this this Mac store person I have I have a MacBook Air that still has um, that weird little I got it with too little memory and it has that weird little um, area in it like that uh, memory cards are supposed to go in from um, from cameras which like yeah why was that a thing Um, And so this girl got me to like triple my memory by buying a jet drive, which you just plug in there and it just stays in seamlessly and you can store things to it, um, which has been really helpful for me.
0: Yeah, I love that you can get an SD card that goes in that slot that has... Twice as much memory as what yeah. you have in your internal <laughs> Isn't hard drive. that
1: unnerving. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's where my Dropbox lives and it syncs from there. So that's like my biggest um, memory eating up space thing. Um, and so that, that alone was like a $70 or $120 thing that, um, Extended the life of my computer by a very long time, which is the benefit of asking somebody who knows what they're talking about. Because I, I mean, you don't want to like. There's when you're not a technological person, you don't want to beat your head against a wall over and over and over again. You like, you've got to find somebody to fix it at some point when you can't. Um, so you've got to you know increase your skill set to an extent and your fluency to an extent, and make that a priority. But also like having a resource, I think, is really essential—a resource that's not your nephew.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, it's, and it's, it's someone that is making that has the same level of priority, like someone that's doing that for a living, like, like the, the place that you referenced, like that's their goal. You know, you're not asking a favor of her, like that's what she does. And, and so that kind of helps uh, align priorities for when you're in a, a panicky moment that you've got that uh, that person's attention. You're not asking for a favor um i had a I had a friend a couple of years ago had this computer that was super out of date needed to long past its life you know, and she brought it to me and she was wanting me to like try to make it run fast again, you know whatever that means and so like I did as much as I could to like you know prop it up and and it seemed to have lasted another f- like three or four years <laughs> and I got a text message from her like a year ago uh less than a year ago where she's like, "Hey." Um, you know, my computer started running slow again, and so I I took it to like this the the new IT guy at work, and he said that all the stuff you did to it was all uh, wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, there's a couple levels of this. One, like, I was doing it for free as a favor. Like, I don't like if if there's a whole bunch of like enterprise level security concerns. Yeah, jump off a cliff. yeah, I was not told of any of this. And two, like the things fifteen years old, like get a new laptop. And so um she started making me feel guilty. Like uh and they they had, had a situation where like someone had blackmailed them for Bitcoin or whatever. And so the implication was that because of whatever software I put on this computer, that that was like how the hackers got in. Oh my Bitcoin. gosh! And which was insane if you knew the details. Yeah, but nothing you added like, would be the the, the weak link that would. Have. Yes, and if it was, everything else was broken. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that it should have never been allowed to do that, anyways. But. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's it's just one of those fun situations where I was, you know, no good deed ever goes unpunished, you know? And I was like, well, you know, clearly I need to stop helping people in situations like this because I don't want the liability of like not knowing what they don't know, you know, like whoever's coming to ha- asking me for help, like has no idea what's going on around them in their environment. So, um, So just one of those funny scenarios. That's
1: terrible Uh, all around. Like, you know, everybody who's technologically savvy, it gets so, so much stuff asked of them in a family. And so you'd think people would be,
0: (laughs) you know, true. And you don't want to be a jerk because it's, I mean, you know, but um, that's how it goes. Um, a couple more things that come to mind that I'll throw out there that I know that we both use, um, and I had had this experience this week. Um, the uh, one password uh, password manager that's the one you and I use. I think largely because it's the one I use, um, and I, I deal with a lot of agencies, working with other agencies, and and it's so funny to me the difference between working with a group that has a a system in place for storing their passwords and one that doesn't like even just like a Google sheet, which I mean, by all means, if you're using a Google sheet, like subscribe to something like, password. but, (laughs) but like, even that is so much better than this. Like, you know, I was helping this one client and I mean, every password I asked for, they're emailing to me, which by the way, don't, don't email passwords. And like, they were emailing each other. I was on this big chain where no one really knew what the most recent password was. And like they had this like laundry list of old accounts that like someone had access to that had left the company. And so they had lo- like, all of a sudden there's all these like old abandoned social media profiles floating out there that no one has access to. And the recovery to, email which, is
1: like deleted.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then like, and usually you can, reclaim those in different ways as a business, but gosh, it's a terrible nightmare to do. And so, um, having some sort of system and like for, for me, I, I really like having something and this is a conversation I've had with, um, two important people in my, in the realm of my business, but like all of my client stuff is stored in there. So like if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, that situation, like, um, someone can get access to all of the accounts for my clients to get in there and, and pass the baton or, or close them down or whatever, you know? Um, and so that all the access is conveniently organized and stored in such a way that, um, you know, my wife could get access to it and then she could give it to access to the person that I've told her, Hey, if I get hit by bus, like call this person and they'll step in and, and like, uh, help wind down my business, you know? Um, and so just having all that neat and organized is um, at least makes me feel like I'm being a good citizen of, of all of this uh, data people have entrusted me with.
1: That is very fair. I have enjoyed using it and transferring like just one at a time because I had just no system whatsoever. So every time I'm putting a password in, storing it, and I think there's still ones I'm coming up uh, against where I'm like, well, I'll store that. And then trying to get my husband to do that as well. But m- my partners won't do it for anything. Um, and I can guess both of their passwords because it's the same every time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you have to be. We've talked about this before. But you, you have to be the guy that's like the uh, "told you so" guy when the terrible situation happens, and you don't want to be that guy. But then, you know, when their identity gets stolen because like all, the, their passwords pwned, then like <laughs> you yeah, know, then you just are like, "Hey, yeah, remember that thing I'm always asking you to do? Um, yep, this is why." Yeah,
1: there's and there's just that's not like what your brain should be using. It's Energy for remembering like six hundred different logins and passwords. <laughs> that's just that's not great.
0: Yeah, there's a website that I've uh, heard a lot about. Cause uh, have I been pwned. Uh, dot com. When I said that, it made me think of it. And you go in and you literally put in your password or your email address. Excuse me. Um, I was like, I think it, they're
1: they're you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yes. I think I get what the website's about. <laughs>
0: And it comes up with a list like it, it surveys all of these um, like dark web sources where you can bu- get these huge databases of, of leaked or hacked email password combinations, and then it it just searches those and says, "Oh, here are all the pages that ha- have where you can." There's a login for that email address that people can go and access. Um, and so it's it's a great tool if you're worried what your exposure is. Uh jump in there and check that out because it'll it'll help uh enlighten yeah, you. Yeah,
1: I was like that'll help you if you're worried. <laughs> that sounds like it'll just freak you out. Um but yeah, that's a great resource. And I should specifically also call out the woman I used, um her business is awesome, the Mac Spa in Denver. Um big fan of the the setup, but there, I think there's Mac. There was like a Mac bar around the corner as well, um, that had an actual bar but in the, it.
0: <laughs> but the spa sounded so much more luxurious. Well, I was like,
1: but out. I'm a lady, so I'll go to the spa. <laughs> the bar closed down. It was a bunch of bros, and they were not as helpful. Um, they like, you know, they were they were hardware people, not software people. Um, so, and, and the hardware is not the, the issue for me, usually it's a user error combined with software component. (laughs) Um, so what else?
0: Yeah. The other thing I'll mention, if, if you want to take this up a level, like start with Backblaze, right. But if you want to take this up a level, um, you can also do time machine on a Mac and it's, it's really, Apple makes it really easy to do. Um, you get a dedicated external hard drive, you plug it in your machine, you go into your uh, system preferences, time machine, and like it kind of walks you through kind of making, connecting the dots, you know, making the connection. And essentially um, whenever it's plugged in, it just does a a backup of your computer. So um, where Backblaze has it in the cloud, if you wanted it more locally, um, you could do that. And then you've, you've got one just like sitting on your desk in the event that, you know, in particular, if you feel like you've got a, like, if you've got an old laptop, you feel like the hard drive made, maybe about to die or something. It's a great way to just like make a backup of that. And then when you get the new hard drive in after the, you know the one fails, then it gives you a really seamless way to put all that data back on and just pick up right where you left off. Um, so it's kind of hard to beat for the price. I mean, it's free software. It's on every Mac. And so it's, you're just talking about the, the price of an external hard drive, which, I mean, you can get like a four terabyte hard drive for like $75 these days. Um, and so, you know, you're not talking about a tremendous amount of money in that situation. That's
1: good advice. And all of these things will keep your Bitcoin safe.
0: Hmm. Yes. So I, I think those are good. I mean, it's amazing from my experience of like helping people that have these issues, how much can be avoided just by having good backups. And and then you get a situation where you're going to a place like the Mac spa or like, uh, we don't have an Apple store in my town, but we have like a Mac authority, which is like a third party Apple retailer. Um, they're like an authorized service center and all that kind of stuff. But you get a situation like that and you show up and you're like, Oh, all, all my stuff's scrapped out you know, the first question they're going to ask you is, oh, do you have a backup? (laughs) You know? And, and so like, if you can answer that affirmatively, then like, you know, you're good to go. It's like all of a sudden, like there's, there's the pieces, the pieces exist that they need to put it back together, you know, uh, versus showing up and be like, Hey, everything's gone. I remember I was working in the computer lab. Um, uh, when I was in, I worked in the computer lab my way through grad school and, uh, this lady came in and she was like, Hey, um, I've got this, uh, thumb drive. You know, which was advanced at the time. And it's it's when I put it in, it says it's uh corrupt and it's not working anymore. Uh, I've I've been I've had it in my backpack with the you know with uh, this giant magnet.
1: This, <laughs> yeah,
0: this bag full of magnets over here and like now it's not working. And I was like, Well that's um you know, I I think you've got your answer. And she was like, I have five years of research data. on this. And I was like and you've got that backed up at your computer at home. Oh, <laughs> She's like, nope, no. just on this thumb drive. And I mean, she was like, I, I honestly felt bad for her, even though that was insane. <laughs> um, cause she, she, she was like on the brink of tears, you know, and which I understandably, but, um, you know, it's just one of those, uh, all of these like backup habits and that sort of thing can just get you so. I mean, it seems like overkill until it's not. You know, and then all of a sudden when it's not, it's like invaluable and and like you'd easily pay six dollars a month times 12 or whatever, you know, um, to just eliminate that worry from from your life. Yeah,
1: I think that should be like a number one priority for everybody.
0: Yep. And and knowing who to call when when the pieces crumble. Always good. Yeah, too.
1: having anybody to call because there's nothing worse than being like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go f- to to the Mac, okay, Mac Bar. Hey, Mac Bar, hey, it's me. I don't know if you can help me. I don't know what my problem is, but my computer's not working." Like developing that relationship, it's like a therapist. You want to, you know, you want to not, if you really need one, you want to have them already found. <laughs> and they don't want to be like interviewing strangers.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. And if they have some classes, if, if this is all like way above your head or something, uh, most of the places, even the Apple store, have some really great programming um, tied to them. And so you can go attend a lot of classes very affordably, if not free, uh, as a way to get yourself kind of to that um, sustainable level of knowledge. And then uh, then you've got a good resource, too, to call on when when something greater is required of you.
1: Yes, agreed. We, and I guess even if you're not ever gonna be a tech savvy person, you still have to try because you can't be the person who's like, we're just gonna keep using word perfect for forever, you know? Like we have to keep learning.
0: But I'll tell you what, I've I've existed in worlds with IT departments and without IT departments. And as someone that is comfortable in this space It's so freeing to not have a computer that's just super locked down that I can't like I'm willing to trade that responsibility. And and granted, I'm me, whatever. But like the ability to trade that responsibility to have the freedom to do what I want to on my machine, you know, is is fantastic. Well,
1: having done dumb stuff in both situations, I didn't really feel like the lockdown helped me any. So (laughs) I would agree with that.
0: Yep. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Good talking to you, bro. You as well. I'll mention one thing too, while we're talking about all this, um, on the unfederated.studio website, we have added a freelancer toolbox, uh, link, uh, to a page where we're just collecting all the stuff we recommend software, hardware, what have you. Um, so if it's, uh, anything that we get a good, like a special deal on, uh, that can kind of help you get started, so something like Backblaze, what have you, if, if, there's a, if there's a promotion that you get on board with, um, you'll find links to it there. So check that out. Awesome. Yep. All right. Talk to you next week. You can find show notes from this episode at unfederated.studio. And if this podcast has helped you in your journey, say thanks by rating and reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts.